BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hello, everybody. Happy race day. This is Stacking Pennies presented by Mobile One Spare Change Edition. We are recording live from Daytona. Myself, Ryan Flores, God knows where he's at, but he is getting locked in, ready to go back over the wall today, and excited to have back on the show, excited to get her ingrained each and every week, Miss Danielle Trotta. How's it going, guys? Good morning. Looks like a beautiful day for racing, Corey. Oh, the sun is shining, the wind is blowing, and, well, it's Florida, you can't say no rain because it'll pop up in five minutes, but the forecast looks pretty good for some racing. Dude, it is hot and slick down here, so let's just jump right into it. These guys that qualified good, with it being this hot and slick, are they going to race good, or what's going on? I hope not. Uh, yeah, I hope not. I, I don't know. I mean, we, we did not have any speed in our uh, Team Nigu Chevy yesterday, which we generally don't have a lot of speed, super speed of qualifying. I mean, we don't put a lot of effort there, which, you know, is, is a little bit... Uh, you know, disappointing at times when you want to qualify well and you qualify 37th, but we know we've hedged our bet to uh, having our car drive well. And when you do that, you make the car a little bit softer, a little bit more compliant, um, especially if the track temp gets to 110, 115. A lot of Xfinity guys were complaining about it last night. So we've hedged our bet to making a bit more of a compliant and maneuverable car. So hopefully that pays off tonight because Danielle had a good observation from qualifying. Um, so what did you see? Well, it was kind of surprising. I mean, the Fords are always good at speedways, but to see the Stuart Haas cars all qualify inside the top 10, Briscoe's on the pole. And I thought NBC did a good job of kind of pointing it out on the broadcast. It kind of looked like they were crab walking a little bit. They did some side-by-sides. What do you think was going on there? Yeah, so there's still a lot of adjustability in the rear end suspension of the cars. Um, you know, NASCAR band-aids, your your tow link uh, lugs because you you adjust tow link to you adjust tow link toes to change your bump steer. So as the car travels, it can steer the tires one way or the other. And if you steer the car, you would be steering the rear tires pointing to the left to get the blade out of the air. When you do that, um, you take a lot of total downforce away because you're trying to hide the spoiler. That's the intent to make good straight line speed by yourself but you sacrifice a lot of drivability you sacrifice a lot of uh, longevity with your car and i also think it puts it closer you see a lot of guys now with this with this next gen car when they get bumped and they take a big a big bump draft scenario they it sits on the left for a bump stop and i think that since you're already over to the left it puts those cars even closer to the verge of getting pushed and sitting on that left for bump stop and, and poking in the fence. And the, the question on everybody's mind coming down here is, what, how does the race play out? 
Is there going to be desperation? Is there guys going for a regular season championship trying to get 15 points? Is there guys within the playoffs already locked in to try to get five more points? And there's obviously guys such as myself outside the playoffs with no chance to point their way in that this is our one opportunity to throw a Hail Mary in the playoffs. And for a team like ours, you know, Daytona presents an opportunity to change the bottom line financially of our team over seven figures, probably closer to eight figures over the next three years. So there's a lot of weight and a lot of opportunity here today at Daytona. So I wanted to pick your brain, though, Ryan, you uh, first week, first week back in what, six weeks? Are you nervous? Are you excited? What, what, how are you feeling? No, I'm ready to go, dude. I've, it's been a, it was a good little break. Um, you know, I think it was uh, kind of an awkward blessing to get some time off. And if, like I said, I didn't have to go to like, if you're going to draw up a part of the schedule to miss Michigan, Pocono, Watkins Glen, Indy, you know, backward stops, that's, that's the time you're going to miss a picker guy. But yeah, I'm just excited to get back with the team and get down there. We're not, we're pitted not too far from you. We're both on the back end of pit road. We're uh, 32 with an opening out. You are in 30 kind of in the Hornets nest. So uh, best of luck to you with pit stall selection number 37 tonight. Uh, well, yeah, they we got them right where I want them all yeah. out front. I mean, but, I, if, I, if I'm going to win tonight, I got to earn it and pass every single one of them. But yeah, we're in a much like, so last year we were in the position where we had to, we had to, earn our way into the playoffs and with the three car winning we got wrecked and we had to uh fix the car and beat the beat the um the damage repair clock and when i look at this week and i see what kind of bubble wallace is going through it's not as tight but we had a little bit of a cushion last year because kurt bush pulled out of the playoffs early so there was a little bit of a, of a cushion for us with the three car winning we were still able to be in it but like the top six guys in qualifying are all not locked in. And then you look at, you know, some of the, some of the Fords that have speed like Ryan Priest, and there's just no, there's no shortage of storylines. And I think the biggest one for this weekend, and I, and I think he's kind of put himself on an Island. I probably would have kept it closer to my chest is Denny Hamlin talking about how much he's going to help Bubba Wallace because now his cards are on the table. If I'm Ty Gibbs or I'm, I'm anybody in the, in the Gibbs uh, camp, I'm a little frustrated with that. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of surprising. I'm still, like, surprised. I didn't foresee Briscoe scoring the pole and all the Stuart Haas guys qualifying as well as they did. But like Corey said, are they going to pay for it in the race? You know, like, even Chad Knauss was talking this week. He's like, you know, it's a great headline when the Hendrick cars are on the front row for the 500. But you've got to be there at the end and race well. So you wonder if they sacrifice a little bit on Friday and – seeing if it pays off Saturday. Bubba qualified fourth. If, as you said, he's going to be up front. Um, I mean, are you going to help in your situation, Ryan? You guys are locked in on the 12. The two's got to get in. Anything you I, I think. Do? I think the Penske cars in, in general have been the best at helping each other in the past, especially Brad and Joey. I think about back, back in those days, like when they would work together, they got – Brad transferred through Talladega one time, kind of on a Hail Mary where they were together. But there's a lot of points on the line too, right? You can Where we're at in points, we can get the sixth in points pretty easily. And if you get five more points to, or six more points even to run you through the playoffs, that's a huge deal as we see when you get down to the round of eight and trying to make it to Phoenix. So yeah, I'm sure that if there are opportunities, their teammates will help teammates. But 
stage racing, man, you, you gotta work, you gotta, you gotta work for your own team to get as many points as you can for yourself. Well, if, if last night was any indication, we're going to see about this much teammate working together. (laughs) Those guys were all over the racetrack, leaving anybody out to drive. If you had to run, it didn't matter who was behind you. If your teammate had been pushing you for 15 laps, you're dumping them. You're trying to get the spot. You're side drafting your teammates. You're not letting your teammates in. I think you're going to be seeing more of that than you're going to see people being nice and cozy and working together. I honestly think that. Now, you know, there's like, you hinted to like, there's inner team, there's inner team workings and, and team, uh, you know, like know, camaraderie or, or, you know, a team Penske is going to marry themselves to their three cars, Sewer Haas, a Hendrick. But then there's still like an overall global OEM philosophy that a Chevy wants you to push a Chevy, a Ford wants you to push a Ford. But I think once the, like, when we get down to it, these cars are so hard to form a run, and now the, the drivers and the spotters are, are understanding how speedway racing is. I, I don't think that, you know, you, Denny Hamlin had some comments on his podcast this week. Of, of he has been outspoken about pushing the 23 over the 54, but a lot of those times you you rarely get an opportunity to, to pick who you're going to push. Most of the time it's it's – I got to push this guy because this is going to put myself in the best position to win the race. So, you know, it sounds good and it, you know, it makes a headline, makes some clickbait for, for some articles this week. But I, I would be hard pressed to think that coming out of turn four, Denny Hamlin's going to have the choice to push the 54 or the 23. He's going to do what he can to put his 11 car in the best place to win. Cause at the end of the day, he cares about winning more than pushing anybody else in the playoffs, I think. Well, he's trying to win the regular season championship, too, so he's got to look out for himself. Like, But to be fair, like he was asked in a dream scenario, what would you do? And he's like, I want my car in. You know, I want the 23, and then I get that. We were asking on Sirius, the fans yesterday, guys, like what would be your dream scenario and how this race plays out Saturday night? And there was a lot of love for Chase. There was – don't get me wrong, like a lot of people want to see the nine pull off a miracle. I mean, this is a game seven moment. You know, like in sports, it does not get any bigger than game seven. And that's what NASCAR has done. But a lot of the dream scenarios that we got were that seven car. They were like, they want to oh, see Corey pull it off. Let's go. I, I, I have a, uh, I have a, a unusual feeling of like peace and, um, and just like confidence about it. I walked in yesterday like a little bit different, you know, like a little bit of different pep in my step. I don't know what it is. It's, it might just be like all the good things that we've got going on as a team. We've had a lot of pace the last couple of weeks, but uh, I came through the tunnel yesterday feeling a little different. And um, the, you know, a little, you get let down a little bit when you lay down a heater of a 37th place lap time of qualifying, but. Um, I think that it's going to play out like we saw last year where there's maybe 12 cars that aren't involved in it at the end, and we're going to play our cards um, the best that we can with the speed in our car, and, and hopefully we can find a couple of good drafting partners to to race smart and to flip guys potentially on green flag pit strategies that we always see here at a speedway. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I'll say that I was thinking about this in the shower this morning. It would be unbelievable – but I would not be surprised if you saw the seven car win. Come on. So 
I'll leave with that. Corey, can you so with, with, can you tell us is have you been a part of like any Chevy discussions? Do those happen today amongst manufacturers? Oh yeah, yeah, they happen, but you know we're like the redheaded stepchild. Hey, <laughs> Ryan was dogging on uh, the the hangout in the back strategy on Wednesday. I know qualifying dictates dictates a lot of this, Corey. There is no shame in in uh in being there at the end and hanging out in the back a little bit if you need to. Well. Here's the thing. I don't even have to get. I don't even have to work my way back there. I already started. The so like, my strategy is kind of made for me. But it makes zero sense for us to try to. Now, I, I've been on both sides. I, I've been in the meetings, the comp meetings. Like, I'm gonna go up there and I'm gonna get track position because it's hard to get, and I'm gonna try to hold on to it all day. And sometimes it's your day and the ball bounces your way and you can work yourself in the top five. And then sometimes you have just enough speed to drive right to the middle of the crash. So I don't think that our car has a, a single car pace to be able to, to make a lot of aggressive moves. So I think with that being said, our strategy is kind of made for us. But, you know, with the old car, you could make moves with like 10 to go. But now you're now you're, you have to be intentional with your moves after the last green flag stop. Because once the green once the green flag stop cycles, that's kind of your shot to win the race if you cycle into the top three or four or not. So that's where the that's where the business is going to pick up. Um, I know Sparks is going to call a great strategy and, and try to work uh, with some good cars to flip and be on the right side of that. But uh, with all that being said, Danielle, who's your pick? How do I sit here with the driver of the seven and not go with the seven, buddy? I'm pulling. Forward. I don't know. People, people, hey, people do it every week. So Ryan's got his win. The 12's in. So <laughs> that makes my job easy today, Corey. I got your back. Go get him. You're already a kiss ass. You only been on the show a week, Danielle. You're my people. Um, <laughs> uh, who you got? I'm going out on a limb. I want to see. I'm not going to pick you because uh, Danielle already did. But if I had to pick somebody to kind of hell marry their way in. I'm going to go with like a surprise, uh, like a Ryan Priest. I think that he's on the backside of the top 10. Corey, I was thinking about this too. Like a win tonight, not only is it at Daytona, like one of the most famous speedways in the entire world. And we know the NASCAR history that's tied into Daytona. It's your first cup win, gets you into the playoffs. How do drivers look at the summer race versus the 500? Man, there's so much less buildup. So... You know, rarely do I get to on a Friday when we come down here to Daytona, like go take a ride to the North Turn Grill, go down to the see the landmark at the South Turn on A1A, go putt putt, kick kick Kelly's ass by five strokes. Like I just don't get to do that on a qualifying day because it, it, when you're here in February, you're here on Tuesday and you're doing media and you're doing like yeah. so much stuff and there's you know, three X amount of people here. There's a lot of people here camping and things like that, but the 500 is just different. It's a lot less, uh, like emotionally and like mentally taxing pre like leading up to the event, which is kind of why I think you see a lot of guys, the aggression level is a little higher in this one. Um, so I think that the handling piece, you're seeing the track get bumpy. You're seeing the track lose a lot of, lose a lot of grip and, and you know it's hot it's going to be you know 92 93 real feel today hot track temp so handling's going to come into play so hopefully it comes comes into our lap a little bit and we'll see but if i can't pick me 
Them will pick nobody because I got no friends. Hell yeah, Cor. Uh, and that's all I got, guys. Not looking out for anybody else. Looking out for yourself. Yeah, I mean, I like. There's everybody has the same chances at eleven o'clock on Saturday morning. So I'm not gonna give anybody else. Cause like last last week I like give Chris Chris Bell the the elbow nudge like hey man you're my pick today don't don't mess this up for me but now I get to like give myself a nudge like yo man you're my yeah. pick today so don't mess this up for me so that's what we that's what we got good luck boys you got this yeah all right guys that is Sag and Pennies presented by Mobile One Spare Change Edition hope y'all enjoyed this we've enjoyed uh, doing it for you tune in tonight. On NBC, ladies and gentlemen, this is the regular season finale. It all comes down to this, to set the playoff grid for 2023. Who's it going to be? We don't know. That's why you got to tune in. 7 o'clock tonight. Be there or be square. Have a great day.